they can't drink yet. Hello, welcome back to Michigan's own Bassman Bench Warmers podcast. I'm your host, Alex Merrill, and here today, as is the usual, is Matt Corser. Hello there. And as always, Cody Wood. I don't know about as always. Also, we live yet? <laughs> welcome to today's episode. We wanted to go talk about the um, aptly named GSP Bestman results that none of us participated in because Australia time. And also just a mini topic on um, TTS versus like real life kind of X-Wing now that everything's calming down and we can do that. So, uh, first things first, now that everything's calming down, Matt, is fun for all even going to be a thing anymore? Can we have I, that tournament yet? I hope so. I haven't seen anything posted on Facebook about when they're doing in-person play or I haven't heard anything from the owner about it. But, I mean, I would hope that since things are starting to get back to semi-normal with people getting vaccinated, that we can do that soonish. That was a regional one, too, right? Yeah, it was a hyperspace trial. Uh. Can we go back to the old hyperspace rules? It was uh, in 2020, and not the ones right now, right? That'd be cool. Uh, I mean, yeah. well, we're gonna be stuck. In, we're gonna be stuck in hyper this hyperspace forever. It feels like. <laughs> what they say, November. Uh, yeah, I hope that's not true. But. I mean, I like the curation and everything. Mm -hmm. Slightly off topic. I like the curation and everything. I don't like the curated split um, pilots for the ships. It was a cool idea they had, but I, I don't think it ended up being that great. I think it'd be better if they didn't play favoritisms with Rebels, who like get both generics and named pilots on their X-Wings. And A-Wings? Or was it just X-Wings? No, it was but just... No other faction has no, that. It was the X-Wings and B-Wings get generic and named, but no one's flying B-Wings in hyperspace. I feel like the Y-Wings might be in there, too. But yeah, the Y-Wings also get generic to names. Other factions also have it, too. It's a separatist. What do the subs have? I think they have some named stuff. I don't recall offhand. I think they just have, like, some of the hyena bombers. Yeah, I think it's like a, a mix of generic ones in some, like, the HMPs. But they're also janky because they're not all the HMPs or something like that. Well, I was going to say, the thing with the bombers is they all have pips. Yeah. I don't know if you want to call those unique or not. Regardless, super off topic. Let's go with this tournament that we should have participated in. Mostly because we could have defended our name and probably could have done well. Cause I was going to say, looking at these results, yeah, we probably could have done well. Man, Australia, I love you. Everything about this whole tournament is incredible to me. This is so great. Everything is just like Australia. Upside down. I love it. <laughs> well, anyways, let's just kind of go through some brief numbers about this real quick. Uh, 124 players. Pretty substantial. Not too bad. Uh, the most represented was Scum, which is cool. Yeah, Scum. right? I love it. Tw well, uh, 29 list, then Republic next at 21. Republic at 21 is actually really surprising. That is actually a lot of Republic. I don't know why. There, there wasn't a lot of lats. It was a lot of just the act display. So maybe people are having fun with that. 
I mean, two of them did make top 16, so. A couple of them did. Then Rebels at 18, Empire 17, Resistance Separatists at 15, and First Order at a pitiful 9. Cody, you gotta, you gotta convince others to play. I'm sorry, like, there's just no... Like, FO's sort of boring right now. Like, you have Mouse Worms and Kylo plus things. It's legitimately the entire faction. It's sort of like uh, Rebels before Hera came out. Rebels had a bunch of fun stuff. We had an episode about that. No one should go back and listen to it. It was like the second episode, but it was, it was a quality episode. Let's see. Um, Scum, obviously, biggest part of the field at 23%. But 13% of that made cut, which is pretty high. I mean, for like the relative field. How many How many had Zam crew? <laughs> Probably most, if not all. I don't know. You say all of them would have Zam crew, but you would also think that with Rebels, with Hera. Okay. Seek Swarms did not have Hera crew or um, Zam crew. Are you happy? I'm not because it's a Seek Swarm, but continue. <laughs> um, separatists is what they do 12% of the field but 36% of the list made cut which also is 25% of the cut in there with scum has separatists always been doing that like ever since the droids ones like they've been like no one wants to play separatists but they do well with them when they do unless when everyone played nantex people still did well but there's only so many lists that can get into the cut so here's the fun thing Zero, zero, zero rebels in the cut. And zero first order if that happens. Zero rebels. Who's Everyone's Hera? doom and gloom about Hera. Granted, cut was top 16. The number 17 list was a rebel. But it was also like a the dash list. Biston <laughs> presented co-pilot trickshot dash with Procket, Jake, and X-Wing Wedge. So does that mean that we can actually, uh, you know, lower Hera's points because she didn't do well? No, please. <laughs> I mean, she's obviously not good. If she yeah, can't she's even not good enough to cut. make cuts, clearly. She's not meta-warping in any way, I swear. If you say so. <laughs> and also, since FO didn't make cut, we have to lower the price of Kylo, right? See, you say that, but another interesting statistic is that less than half of the FO lists had Kylo in them. Because that, because people, people doing things right. Because the highest FO list was 28th at, with, oh, it was a Malarus, um, Malarus Swarm with uh, a Silencer and four TIE Fighters. I do think I would fly that Malarus Swarm over the, uh, there's like six TIE Fighters. Yeah, yeah. I would never want to fly a Malor Swarm. That just seems boring to me. But it's effective. It works. Friend of the show, Tommy, Tommy Adams. He went 3-3 three and three with uh, the list that he's been playing forever. Wedge J, KP5, and an E-Wing, Rose Squadron. Always a scary list. And, of course, Doug Howe made it. Won two games. He won two games. <laughs> With just supernatural Kylo and Vodrag. He's my hero. It is Doug Howe. He is, it is really, Howe. really good. And I am 1-0 against him. So <laughs> I think I'm 0-2 against him now, unfortunately. He is very good. 
Um, but yeah, no, no rebel, which is pretty surprising considering they were the second most played or uh, third most played faction. And everyone's jumping on the rebel train. And from my understanding, there was only three of the, uh, the boogeyman lists played. Right. Not even like the new one, which we'll get to. Um, but speaking of boogeyman, none of them even made cut. Are you talking about the rebel socialism list? Yeah, well, we'll get yep. to that. <laughs> Obviously, because no no rebels made it, so you got no Hera in the A wing. Um, one brave soul decided to play Defender Vader, and it wasn't Matt this time, even though it was supposed to. That that didn't make God. That was just Vader Whisper. That's hard. Where did that place? I do not know, but it wasn't terribly high, I believe. And also, no scum cannon made cut, which is actually pretty impressive especially considering they're the most taken faction and they made a lot of cut well how many scum cannons were there um let's see there's actually a fair bit of them if i recall uh five out of the 29 so it's not like it's not Hera, which was nine out of the 18 but i mean there's still five lists with specifically canyon but a lot of them were like canaan bosk and like someone else which is weird to me. I mean, Kieran Bask and like Fen makes sense because your Fen is the end game piece. Bask is just like surviving way too long because Kanan's letting him live way too long. <laughs> well, with the reinforcing Kanan's pretty, uh, it's a lot of beef to go through. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a solid hyperspace list for sure. But there's some, some real jank ones in there. Han Solo, Asajj, and Kanan, which was nuts. It's like Patience Maul, Kanan. And uh, Katsu Bosk Kanan. There's the Kanan Fen. It was Composure Fen Rao, though. Yeah, like, what if you miss the boost? I mean, I, I get it, but, like, uh, killing me. And the other one was uh, a Fen Bosk Kanan. See, I, we can get into Kanan right now. I love Kanan. Kanan's so good. It's exactly as I said, Scum Needed, which is like a solid third piece support ship. And it shows because of how good he is. And it really makes people super unhappy. Like Matt. I don't like him. Like, I understand how good he is. And I can acknowledge that he's a good piece for scum. But I just, I don't know. I think, I personally think things like that are bad for the game. He, like, single-handedly, I don't understand how Django Zam still exists. (laughs) When stuff like Scum uh, Kanan, Vader, like, both those ships neuter two ship list or even like three ship list yeah like, i mean canon is so so good with lower ship count lists obviously because like you're taking out just a significant chunk of red dice mm-hmm. out of the potential pool yeah like what if you turn defender vader into an a-wing yeah like a really A-wing. accurate a-wing he'll hit you for two but that's not nearly as bad as three yeah, like, I I don't think you brought a 115 point ship for it to be throwing two red dice. Very accurate two red dice. Okay, sure didn't. I <laughs> uh, no, I mean he's such a, a clutch piece for because uh, Scum doesn't have like a lot of like a lot of their ships are lower agility and like just chunky ships, right? You got like. You know, the, the Kimagila and like the, the Trando, mm-hmm. the YB, I mean, and the, 
No, Forlom gets some play, but also a lot of like super fragile aces. So you have like Fenral and Guri and all that. Terox. So he's just, he's so good at making ships who already kind of last pretty long, last longer, which is bad. And also protecting your aces even more, which is great for like Fenral, because it's pretty hard to hit Fenral when you're chucking three dice at him at range one with a three guy, you know, three gun attack. Yep. And like you mentioned the chemo, like Tirani lasts way too long if they have uh, cannon support, especially with Gleb crew. Like, oh yeah, I mean Gleb is already great. We were talking about that in the previous episode, but two points for coordinate. Hawk doesn't have an amazing blue dial, but it does have a three straight blue, which is pretty nice. I just give the give the stress to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it, typically. You could do that as well, depending on what you're flying. Because Kanan's like relatively low, so you can still pass it off to someone. Mm-hmm. You can do that blue maneuver, so it's like it never even happened. Yeah, I mean, you can do that. I did it with Fang Fighters, coordinate them like a barrel roll or a boost, and then link it to a focus. You don't pass off the the coordinate in that in that instance, but you can or but it, it helps them reposition earlier. You know, boost focus, barrel roll, that kind of stuff. Next level stuff. What you need to do is track to yourself with the Jakku Gunrunner, <laughs> then coordinate, pass off the track and get a free barrel roll. Boom. Got you guys. <laughs> I do love coordinating the action on the tugboat. That is, no one ever expects that. It's, it's brilliant. Um, yeah, but it just... Scum lacked, like, a, a relatively cheap... It's not a pocket ace in this case, but, like, a relatively cheap ship that is just so universally good and uh i mean it didn't make cut but it is very good i don't think the lists that people brought with kanan are particularly good because i like kanan with four ship lists gives you a little bit more options on who to try to save but also four ship lists are just kind of more in rage right now and a little bit lines up better with the meta I'd agree with that. Maybe even a five-ship list. Like, have Sunny be the fifth ship. I love Sunny Bounder. So good. But then there's... At five ships, though, it's kind of hard. You don't have much really good ships to use Kanan on. So, so it's a little bit of an opportunity cost. So five ships, you get, like, Turani, Sunny, Kanan. Seavor. Seavor and something else, like uh, Just Arrow. That sounds like some stupid jank I would fly. <laughs> Also, I don't think Seavor is in this tournament at all. I can be wrong, but Seavor is an incredible piece right now in the meta. Oh, yeah. Like, the ability to just ruin all of Harris' shenanigans is really good. Extended oh, yeah. or hyperspace. Right, he was always really good, uh, which is why they took him out of hyperspace for a really long time. Oh, he's in two lists. Look at that. One of them has Katolichos, though, so you're probably doing that wrong. Even though if it is Matt Carry, ah, I insulted Matt Carry. I can't do that. Okay, I'm sorry. Both of that Kato's leeches. I don't know what I'm talking about. Clearly, I'm wrong. <laughs> what does leeches even do? He's the one that steals a focus from one of your other ships. He's the Z, the Z Wing, or the Z95. The Z Wing? Yeah, I've, I've heard of that ship before. Z Wing. <laughs> He's the Z95. Uh,. No. Yeah. Hey, dude, I don't, I don't pretend to know what's going on in this tournament. It's great. See, one of them had like Paylob, so that actually makes a little bit more sense. 
but also please don't just pay points for Legion. What are you doing? I'm at 25 points. I don't know. I throw a uh, rocket on him, get a target lock focus. I don't know. You're not wrong. I just, uh, anyways, I mean, Kanan, Matt, please rant about why Kanan shouldn't be here. Why he cost more points. Well, I mean, he should cost more points and he shouldn't be in hyperspace. Just the ability to just completely neuter offense is really, really good. And he's, I, I think he's too cheap. And like I was saying, I don't think, I think if we're going to keep defender Vader out of hyperspace because he's a, I think what they say, a gatekeeper, I don't think we should have Kanan and Hera and the A-Wing in hyperspace as well if we're going to keep defender Vader out because even in extended Kanan and Hera see significantly more play than defender Vader when, you know, we, we talked about it last week, two weeks ago, that defender Vader is good and should be played more. But I mean, he's 42 points. You slap Moldy Crow on him. He's 58 points and he's, he's good to go. Like you don't really need to put anything else on him. Like if you have points to put Gleb on him, that's great. That's 60 points. Still really cheap. Just over half, just over a quarter of your list. And he can, you know, keep a reinforced YV around a hell of a lot longer than he needs to be. I'm not even sure if you need the Moldy Crow title on him. I mean, you don't, but if you want him to have a little, a little bit of offensive uh, firing power as well on top of what he's doing. Yeah, I guess maybe when I play Kanan, I might just play it differently because I don't want to, like, be, like, jou- not jousting people, but I don't want to be, like, anywhere close to the fight. I'm just circling around the board because it's just the turret arc his ability works in. So yep. it's like keep them range three of the rest of your ships and just try to run away. I like the lat where you have to like have the opponent in your arc. You don't need it for Kanan. So yeah, I also like to just keep Kanan as far away, <laughs> just protecting things. Unless I have cloaking device, then I'm going to put Kanan in the middle of everything. Like shoot me. I mean, also Gleb, you have to tether him a little bit more because Gleb's just so good for two points. So silly. Um, I, think, I think the thing that does it for me that that really irritates me with Kanan. It's not just the offensive neutering. It's the fact that you can be outside of Kanan's arc and shooting somebody else and he can still use his ability. I, I think, I think that his ability should be like, if the attacker is in your firing arc, you may spend a force to have it roll one less red die. That's what I think it should have been. And the fact that I can be outside of all of Kanan's arcs, and not even in any of them, and I can shoot like Bosk, and he's like, "No, you can't do that." I think I think that's the thing that really like puts it over the edge for me. I think another important thing I know you you said that it neuters a lot in hyperspace, but it just seems like hyperspace doesn't have a lot of um, like high powered offense. I mean, it kind of does because there's a lot of like three attack dice, but there's not like it's uh, like super high powered. There's not like uh, a lot of lists you see in hyperspace don't aren't running like proton torpedoes a lot which also game is incredible for just to take a fourth eye away from that proton torpedo shot so so useful it just ruins spike damage those goron strikers that's like a lot of three dice guns but like we're not i we haven't seen a whole lot of success with that beyond the one gsp event of that being played yeah but it's just uh it's just uh 
there's not a lot of spike damage, I guess I should yeah. say, in hyperspace. So taking away one red shot is pretty important. And I think that's kind of what's getting mostly under your skin there, Matt. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I can acknowledge that he's really good, and like I'll I'll play him myself. I just don't particularly like flying against him that much. I mean, it just makes like soon tier super sad too. Like he's just anything that relies on like just pushing damage through and qual- like aces, they need quality shots, and they're going to get them semi infrequently. Um, so it's just it when they do have a good shot, you just kind of don't do as much damage as you should. And that kind of that ruins a lot of stuff. But that being said, he's incredible. I would include him in most of my scum lists right now. I'm trying to think reasons you wouldn't include him right now. If it's like a seek swarm. I mean, even with, even if you're flying a seek swarm, you can like you can like mix him in there. Yeah, but you're taking out two seeks for yeah, it. But that's quite a bit of your list. I don't know if you're doing something weird in the points don't line up, but by and large, it's, he's just so good. Also, we should probably talk about how there's six wedges in this tournament, and one of them is A-Wing Wedge. What's up with that? That blows my mind. Like, A-Wing Wedge is such a value. He's such a value pocket ace. Like, A-Wing Wedge legitimately is one of the best pocket aces there is in the game. Yeah, and I we, we've talked about it before, so I'm not going to go too into it, but just... For thirty-five points, you get wed- you get wedges ability, and he's he's gonna he's gonna survive a lot longer than X-wing wedge because he's not as big of a threat. But Matt, my big orange number. I, I know big orange, <laughs> big orange. I've seen people. I've still I've seen people put out maneuver on a wing wedge, which I <laughs> like more than outmaneuver an X-wing wedge. I, he's still cheaper, but that's a really scary a wing. That's an extremely scary A-Wing that can flank really well on, like, X-Wing Wedge. Why are you putting out maneuver on out X-Wing Wedge? Who's Double like that? down. But, but that's also a great meta call right now. Mm-hmm. Like, could you... A-Wing Wedge without maneuver? It's so dirty. Play. It's and 41 like, points. All those Rebel lists with all those uh, token passing, like, they have so many evades. But it doesn't matter if you don't have any green dice. Yeah. Or you can finally actually hit three agility things now that they're only two less dice. I mean, my A-Wing Wedge was hitting a lot of three agility things. Because three agility things don't like being reduced to two. But ironically, not hitting Kanan. Because that's how good he is. <laughs> but no, I I, I saw a couple people put, um, not in this tournament, just other people online have been putting out Maneuver A-Wing Wedge, which I think is... Might not be the best used for points, but also very scary. And then I'd have to really consider going after him a lot. And that's a lot of effort for a 41.3 agility ship. Yeah. Like if you're shooting an A-wing wedge, you're ignoring other potentially scarier things on the list where. Which there definitely will be much more higher priority targets you need in that wedge list. Yeah. Which with X-wing, X-wing wedge, usually it's like, I got to kill. I have to kill this bastard first. <laughs> He's also a lot of points. Yeah, you have 160 points left over with A-Wing Wedge and Outmaneuver. Like, I hope you can find a way to fit Dash or Han or Hera in there. Why not all three? 
point somewhere like that. But I mean, yeah, it's. I think if it both dash, dash or Han, and with Hera and let's A wing wedge. Yeah, for sure. I mean, A wing wedge is actually also another piece that the rebels really needed because the rebels didn't have like super amazing pocket aces. Mm-hmm. I mean, you like your best pocket ace is like. Like uh, the, the Bree Gambit, like Sabine, the attack shuttle, right? That's what people ran for a bit, or just Sabine in the shuttle. Uh, so for like super cheap options for things that actually output offense. You cannot do outmaneuver wedge, thread tracers, Hera, and dash with lone wolf, Kanan, and outrider. It's 201 points. Well, if you have Hera, you don't really want lone wolf because yeah. Hera's ability is one to two. Yeah. This is true. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I'll just throw expert handling on wedge. Boom. On dash. Boom. <laughs> you yeah, could. you could do trick shot too if you wanted to. But regardless, it's uh, uh, I don't why why was there only one? I mean, this five, whole, five this whole tournament was weird. Wedge. It's like a third of the rebel list had X wing wedge. Still, still in this day and age. And even if you have Hera there with a focus on evade. Wedge is X Wing Wedge is dying. Yeah, I mean, people, it, it has to straight joust because it's very difficult to flank with an X Wing, especially one that's going to draw everyone's fire. Uh, but an A Wing is super maneuverable. Just five straight, do whatever you want. Five straight bank boost next round, three, three bank in. Who cares? That needs to be played more. People need to see the power of A Wing Wedge because that's just very dirty. I know. I think Cody had Predator on him for a while, but didn't you take that off? If I have points, I'll put Predator on him because the reroll is nice. But that's also like just a helping out being a pocket ace more than anything else. Not really a necessity. Well, next time you do that, cut out four points, put out maneuvers, see what happens. I can do that. Oh, please don't. Fed uh, <laughs> chases down, and I think I had a couple hopefuls in there. Why? <laughs> Because points. Fair enough. Anyways, um, that was another huge glaring thing that I noticed. Obviously, none of those wedges made the cut because no Rebels made cut. But still, Ewing Wedge is fantastic. It should be played more. Um, <laughs> who wants in? Uh, Matt, I know how much you love this list. Tell me about Hera, the new Hera list with Lorik. Tell me about it. The Rebels, Atani, Rebel Socialism. Yeah. I haven't actually had a chance to play against it, but just just looking at it, it it looks absolutely terrifying. It's an offshoot of the Benthic list that did pretty well. Yeah, the uh, you just swap out Benthic for Lorik. And then uh, put, I believe, Selfless on Garvin and yeah. Lorik as well. Something like the just just the amount of points you can play around with is ridiculous. So you end up having Lorik can spend his reinforce for someone for an evade, so you get even more evades. You lose out on a lot of focus generation, which is not great, but also you can spread more damage around, as we know from 1.0 and also Rebel Beef. Spreading damage around is super good. Ships don't die if they don't have enough damage to kill them. 
it just like the one weakness that that list had was like spike damage and like selfless splitting damage is not doing it. And plus, Lowry, you're giving more evades. Why not? Yeah, I mean, it takes away the crit if it's like a Proton Torpedo too. Spectre without someone. You don't have too many shields to work with between Garvin and Lorik and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, Garvin taking a crit, it's fine. And Lowry has enough hole, he could take a crit or two. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's, it's, Hera, it's Kyle Katarn. Garvin and Hera, that engine is so good. Oh yeah, and like I've I've made the joke before that I've always I, I tried to make Kyle work when uh second edition first started, and it's just sad that he's finally he's finally competitively viable, but like it's like not not like this. Like I didn't want it to happen like this. Yeah, I mean he's you can do silly things right you have let's say you're defending you know they roll you know two hits or whatever and you're garvin you have a focus Hera's close to you doesn't matter what token she has kyle's kind of close to you whatever range three you roll focus blank you spend your focus to change the the focus spell to an evade pass it to Hera. then you can take Hera's token as part of your dice modification send the same focus token back change it to an evade with Kyle and then spend the evade token. Now you have two evades. Yeah, it's awesome. Off a of focus blank result with one yeah. focus token and then you out have, of nowhere. And then you have Lorik there who's probably reinforced who's also throwing evade tokens around. Yeah, some sort of weird Babylonian free mon- money making screen scheme but like <laughs> evades. It's out of nowhere. It's just passing. It's the, the fact that you can just like it's like a it's like a weird like flea flicker thing you could do metaphorically. It's not I've, I've watched three games of this list being played and each game I have seen it like this game can be this this list can be be obviously it didn't make cut but all the list all the games I've watched they they always go for Garvin first. It's not Benthic or Kyle when Benthic's in the list. I mean Kyle's your number one target yeah, priority. Like, yeah, you you I kill. mean I guess if if Hera's there and you can kill Hera, you yeah, you take you it might as well, but honestly why does Hera not have three focus? Yeah, well, what are you doing? No what? What, what is the other person doing that Hera is just serving up to you at a silver platter? Yep. Probably putting rockets on and jousting you. That's what's happening. But <laughs> no, I mean, Garvin is the tankiest piece in that list. Yep. Mm-hmm. You, you got to go after Kyle Katarn. He's mm-hmm. He has five health. You can hit him with three die attacks. Yeah, it'll, it'll happen. Regardless how many evades he gets, he'll eventually do damage. Yeah. yeah. They're just passing tokens. They're not adding results, which, you know, thankfully that, that can't happen. But. Yeah, you just generally want to Kyle, Kyle neuters a lot of like what the list can do. Like, there's still a lot going on with the with the token passing, but just getting Jin off the board—that's yeah, the important part. Yep, because people roll blanks; they don't always roll eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been there, done that. But uh, have a, where have you seen this lower list, Cody? Like, it's just been popping up random places. XTC. That's where it is. Okay. And it's doing really well, I assume. Yeah, like I mean, I think they're only in week two of XTC, so yeah, I believe so. But, but this you, you can like, see the list; like it's just it's a lot of resist, like 
a lot of just damage mitigation and then damage spreading, which is just an amazing attrition list. Yeah. Like and th- something that's always extremely underrated is the longer your ships are around, the more damage your ships are going to do. Because yeah. you're just throwing more dice. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is one. This is one of like the three the the three lists that I don't want to play extended as long as this is like a thing that you can play against. Like I know I know I know we have our issues with like the current hyperspace state right now, but like like this this is not in hyperspace in any way, shape, or form. I do want to add. I haven't put this down on the table yet, but I've just been mulling it over. Instead of Loric, yeah, we you can still do Wolfaro and R two D two crew. And have some sort of degenerate regen and also more offense in the list. You lose out on an evade off the reinforce, but and you lose Leia. But also four dice. Yeah, you don't have to worry about evade tokens if you're just like murdering things off the board. You can also take one damage with Loric at a time, because you're gonna get an evade and a reinforce, right? So you're gonna take one one damage and you just regen it with R2D2. You get that shield back no matter what. I mean, that also plays into why are you shooting at him? Because you put Jin on Wolfaro, so now you have to shoot at him. That's He's the tankiest piece. He's the piece that's enabling all the evades. You put Jin and R2-D2 on Wolfaro? Kyle Katarn could be killed, and also you should kill Kyle Katarn first. But in this list, now you have to kill Wolfaro first, which makes him stronger, and he's regenning. I don't know. haven't put it down yet, but it seems super fun. I mean, yeah. I mean, not be, fun, but it, it seems like it's a really good list. I mean, so, someone's going to have a good time, and it's not going to be your opponent. <laughs> I mean, I play X-Wing, so only I have fun. Yeah. I don't want my opponents to have fun. That's yeah, that's why I like flying Nantex. My opponents eventually have fun when they beat me. It's fine. <laughs> no, I just, uh, I think that era four ship list is a brilliant build. I love all the stupid little combos. I love a bunch of combos and things. But man, that is not as rough to go against. I mean, all you have to do is jack up the points of error a little bit more and it goes away, right? And maybe Jin? Yeah, I would I would say, yeah, jack up, jack up Hera, Jin, and there's probably an argument to be made to make Garvin more expensive as well. Just because that Garvin-Hera combo will always exist now? Yeah, and like I don't want Kyle to go up as well because this is... I mean, Kyle's quite, stupid quite, chief. Quite literally the first time he's been competitively viable. Yeah, like, Benthic and Kyle have no reason to really go up just because one piece is severely undercosted by, like, maybe eight points. Like, Hera might be worth 50 points. I don't, yeah. I, I will remember yeah. the, first, the first time I played one of my buddies with Hera and Ahsoka in the same list, my buddy said, oh, I guess I assumed Hera was the most expensive piece in your list, not Ahsoka. And I'm like, well, you, you know, you would, you would think that, but it's not the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who would have thought a three-fourths A-wing wasn't the strongest piece in this <laughs> set? Yeah. Well, high five. She's also relatively expensive too, but still she's great. You know what I have been seeing as well in this tournament? Two of the nine Hera lists had Han in it. I think that's kind of interesting. I like it. Yeah, there's something there. I mean, this guy is definitely of the, the Cody line of Han building because he has R2-D2, Trick Shot, Kane, and Stealth Device in the title. But wait, <laughs> hold up. 
self-device and the title with Hera backup, that Han really shouldn't be getting hit. Especially if you stay in range three. Like, you have three greens with two evades, two sets of defensive rerolls. Like, and a force. Why is that, and a force. Why is that Han getting hit? <laughs> I mean, I saw that. That was kind of interesting. But you also get Prockets on here and Prockets on Jake, who's the other person in that list. Which is interesting, but probably not what I would do. That's what What do you put with the other 54 points? I I don't know. A-wing Come wedge. Come to me later. A-wing wedge. Outmaneuver A-wing wedge. Actually, over Jake, that might be an interesting option. Although Jake's really good at passing out those focuses that Han could use. Because Han likes the target lock a lot. I mean, you also have Hera back there. Just also, you know, yeah. what you need. Well, Han also might be evading in that list, too. So it makes sense. Sure. Another one. I, the other list. Hera. Predator, X-Wing, Wedge, and R2-D2, Kane, and Han. So Predator tells me they're jousting. Yep. Instead of that A-Wing, or instead of that X-Wing, Wedge, you could just have A-Wing, Wedge. And make the list better. Back to what we were just talking about. Outmaneuver and prockets at 192 points. <laughs> just just outmaneuver and make Han better. Yeah, you could do that as well. Give Hera something fun. I don't know. Give Hera threat tracers. Give Han a shield upgrade and a hull upgrade. Why not? <laughs> More health. But I thought that was interesting. I like the pairing of... Um, Hera with Wedge a lot, or not Wedge Han. Mm-hmm. I like I like Hera with A Wing Wedge, but specifically Han. I think that's a pretty cool pairing, especially if you do something real interesting with Han. Is that he'll last much longer, especially with R two D two and an evade. Well, you could put C three PO on Han Solo. <laughs> I knew one person who swore in two point always runs C three PO on Han because they did the math. And now he just had its podcast. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was our little bit of tangents, but directly related to this specific tournament about Hera and Kane. I really wanted to get into those discussions. Now back to the tournament itself. The other super weird thing is uh, you got very little meta staples. From other tournaments? I mean, you had literally no, zero, absolutely zero generic Inquisitors in this tournament. What what deal with the devil did Australia sign to get, have that happen? Australia's just wholesome. That's <laughs> what I found out. <laughs> they had, they didn't even have like an all barren list. Like it was, there was like five or six generic V1s. And they're not like all stacked together. Six barons, four with prockets, two with thread tracers, disciplined and ruthless to taste is still nasty no matter what format you're playing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess it loses a little bit of its impact because it's extended, but like they're not bad lists at all. No. They're good against the field. Yeah. It's amazing jousting. Like it's yeah. amazing jousting. I mean, yep. Foresight's good against that like rebel list, right? Yeah. You would expect because they don't have all their tokens yet. Mm-hmm. And you're eking in damage. In extended, those might not be like lists that will like 
be guaranteed to get you the cut. But those are definitely one of those lists where like you're going to stop somebody else from making cut. Like somebody who's on their way to making the cut, like they run up against that list and they're just going to get trounced. And then you made a Batman villain. You might not have like 70% win rates in extended, but you still have at least like 50% win rates on everything, like 60% just on lists alone. Yeah, that, that was incredible to me. You saw a knot of them. That was everywhere. I don't. Yeah, I, I saw that and I'm like, that has to be, there has to be something wrong. There. I mean, how much of that is just because we've been playing online and people are just bored of playing like the same list over and over again? That's fair. It's true, but still, that's not not even one, not even one. That's nuts. Um, one triple silencer list for you, Cody. Um, <laughs> Cody, five five out of the nine FO list didn't have Kylo. Like, did not have Kylo. Did they at least have Malaris? I'm not entirely sure that represents every single one of them. <laughs> What else are you bringing? <laughs> I mean, I yeah, guess those there's the two uh, other FO lists out there. There's two Malaris lists. So those Hollow and three Sinars. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that I think that's the most. That's probably the most competitive FO list that doesn't have Malaris or Kylo. Except in for it. in this tournament, it was high. It was Hollow, Kyle, and Von Reg, and that was it. That was the only instance of Hollow. I have no idea what the other ones were. The list, that's for sure. I mean, I guess eight cadets, maybe, if you really don't like fun. Five. I mean, you can still do five SS with passive sensors and a missile. Like, that's still, like, a list that can be No, flown. I mean, I, I found the other two lists. Oh, you, you did ready find for this? It. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Are you ready? I'm, si no. I'm sitting down. I don't think you are mentally ready for this list. We're going to find out. Okay, we're going to start off strong with two optic SFs. Okay. An ATP ion missile rush. And okay. my boy, Captain Cardinal with the sensor buoy suite. Oh, God, I do remember seeing this on stream, like, round one. <laughs> yeah, that was on stream. Um, what does Cardinal do again? That's what I was going to say. What does Captain Cardinal do? I believe do? he lets you re-roll a die if you have lower initiative than him, but there's also, like, other things in there to... It's like charge based, I believe. While a friendly ship at range one to two with lower initiative than you defends or performs an attack, if you have at least one charge, that ship may reroll one focus result. After an enemy ship at range zero to three is destroyed, lose one charge. And He's if he two. only has two charges and they're non recurring. So that's a thing you can do. That list. That's that that was a list. But like Michael Carpenter, congratulations. You blew my mind. I would almost like, I mean, great job. Like you do you, Michael, but I would find two points to get Tavson in there. If, if you were like super, like want to fly an upsilon with all those things like that, that's you mean just take me, off though. the sensor buoy suite, which I think is the first instance of that in any tournament ever. I'm like, I mean, we're not, I was, I was going to say like, we're not going for a hexile bounty here. <laughs> hey, you know what though? I have been wanting to try that out. With two silencers, like a sensor buoy, and biohex codes on like a generic Xi, uh, because you can get a target lock on a friendly ship if it's by the buoy, so you can keep biohexing. I mean, but it's it's specifically only for the person who brings the sensor buoy. 
Yeah, no, but like it's basically you're making it so you have unlimited range coordinates every round. Right, but it, I mean, I, I I just made this list with naked tabs and Rush has ion torpedoes instead of missiles, and we still have the two optics um, SFs. If that's what you really have your heart set on, <laughs> it blew my mind. Anyways, the second one, second one, uh, Special Forces Gunner Lehuse, Predator Recoil, okay. leave us all solid. Yep. And uh, Petty Officer with Sensor Buoy Suite and Captain Phasma. And there's two Upsilons in, the, in a tournament? Two Sensor Buoy Suite Upsilons. Man. I mean, it's also Paul Herzog, so regardless, having not a Malarus Kylo split is incredible. And I love it. And people are experimenting with FO in Australia, apparently. This is great. I love it. <laughs> Two Torkoal lists. Both of them with four ship lists. Both of them are... I don't even want to go through them. They're, they're rough. You'd think Torkoal would be there more. Because there's a lot of aces in this tournament. I guess you'd... You know... Hindsight, but still. How many Tarani's? Uh, more than you'd expect, which is fine. But... I mean, Torkoal is such a huge like part of the the list I've been doing really well. We, we highlighted this on the last episode and he's very good. I don't know why Torkoal's not in there much. Um, going back also one the last episode, there was one dash list. <laughs> Thankfully it wasn't that stupid dash benthic list. It was oh, the one that came in 17, the one we already talked about. And also the last one that was kind of interesting is that there were three lists of like five plus resistance with Rose, which we thought was going to be better because it's, it does well. I expected to make more of a splash and extended because you have a lot more toys and a lot uh, you have generic X-Wings to mess around with, bringing more uh, streamlined and better lists than hyperspace. I was surprised there was only three. But other lists that were pretty meta staples that still made there, I mean, there's uh, quite a bit of Jango Zam. Uh, you know, Walter Swarms are still there in some form or another. Uh, quad HMPs. I was, uh, you guys, you guys will get a kick out of this. Um, yesterday we were, uh, we went to a game store here in Michigan and had a, where you can actually go and play. And we were, and I went and met up with, uh, some of our mutual friends from team Michigan. And the guy at the store was, um, talking like, I really like flying Django Zam. I think it's a really fun list. And I just said underneath my breath, I'm like, you're not going to want to listen to my podcast then. <laughs> <laughs> Official most hated list of the best bench warrants podcast is Django Zam. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I Regardless. just, I just don't, I, I don't want to say that I hate it. I just, I'm just tired. I mean, I'm not going to go on another fire spray rant and just tired of seeing fire sprays everywhere that aren't called Imam or Kath Scarlet or Kashka Frost. Oh, Kath Scarlet. Yeah, Kath Scarlet's not going to see play. God, what a unfortunately bad ability. If it was zero to one, she could see play. Yes. <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah. That'd be scary. That'd be great. Yeah, like she would actually be viable for something. Points withstanding. Yeah. With Zam crew. <laughs> of course. Um, so that's just 
the weird things that we saw in this tournament. And I absolutely love every bit about it. This uh, this tournament definitely lived up to the Bestman Benchwarmer's name. And I appreciate it. It was, it was perfect. Like, just jank all around. And just was a bunch of really interesting things in there. Don't get me wrong. I love it. So do you want to just kind of... Let's just go briefly over... Uh, you know, the lists, like the top cut list, just real quick. Um, Will Hagwood, he did his, uh, the four generic X1s with Jendon. Three of them had um, FCS, because you're one point short of putting fourth F- FCS on them. Yeah. That was the one that came in, uh, that went and made it to the top table, uh, the last one of these Galaxies events. Yeah, and he was third in Swiss too. Like he he rocked it out. Let's that's a lot of um upfront firepower. Um, you know, rolling up there with the target lock focus, put it on the priority ship that you want because you have Jen didn't do it whatever you want. You know, always solid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next one, Eric Small though. What what is this? His list is the Shakti with four Y wings, which is not the only instance of Shakti and four Y-Wings in the top 16, but his is four of the uh, the Shadow Squadrons, so it's the I-3s, um, all with dorsal turret and all of them with advanced proton torpedoes. They also have battle uh, meditation on Shakti. So that's kind of cool, but wh- what? <laughs> What's going on? Dedicated on that? Oh, no, boy. no, no, they was were just threes. The I-3? Just bumped just them up to threes. Get the three. Okay. I advanced proton torpedo Y wings. Yeah, okay. What? I mean, Jealous me. They, yeah, that's that's a very like you cannot be in this area ever. I mean, you could do something interesting, right? You can shock T a focus for two of them next turn, regen your force, battle meditation the other two for focuses. So every ship has a focus and also target locks with your white wings, but also you have advanced proton torpedoes. So that's not particularly amazing in range one and dorsals. I mean, they would be double modded uh, advanced protorps, which is very scary. Yes, but <laughs> it's also a Y wing. Yes. Also, this was fourth in Swiss. So joust me. Okay, yeah, just I, joust that, me. That must have been what people were doing, right? They jousted. They didn't realize that all of them could just throw 20 red dice at you in one round. Yeah. And all then, of them double modded. And then Shakti is doing the battle meditation shenanigans. Yep. I mean, Shakti with battle meditations, interesting. But I feel like I'd rather have Yoda if I'm going to do that, because Shakti, I want to have a lot of force on. And Yoda has enough force to do whatever. That might be an interesting path someone could take. I'm not sure if I would take four Ys with Yoda, but it'd be something interesting. I don't know if I'd take four Ys. <laughs> I also am not going to own four Y wings, so. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, next one, <laughs> Venny, Rose, and Ray. Just, just crushing it. <laughs> Eighth and Swiss. Trajectory simulator, perceptive go by the veteran turret, got her thermal seismic charge, Fenny. Uh, one, will say seismic charges are still underrated. They're great. 
also Venny. I don't why. I love it. C3PO Rose, so it makes sense. You can coordinate shenanigans. And then Ray is your Corsella Finn Shield Upgrade title. Because you took away Rose, put her in a pilot. Or in the pod, so. Again, just high offense. Yeah. Ray rolls up, probably gets coordinated from Rose right with the focus. Ray rolls over the lock, does a lot of damage. Mm-hmm. Venny has two focuses with veteran turret gunner, I guess. And also for her own ability of defending, but that has to be in either its own turret arc or Ray. Why? Yeah. So Sure. It's just joust me, okay? It's just real interesting. Uh, I'm glad we were just talking about how terrible these star fortresses are, only for it to make cut. So that's real cool. Up the points. <laughs> Maybe on the thermal deaths. Next one Nicholas God, five Nantex. Absolutely love it. They're all uh, predator treacherous. Yeah, which the, is uh, scary. The, the Petronachies, yeah. Yeah, because you can hit someone tractor beam yourself off of them and now they're directly between you for treacherous if you really wanted to kind of abuse that if you're getting shot at um also that's uh, you have to be so good for that right now nicholas is a really good player yeah it's incredible but five like this isn't Six. You lose an entire ship. Yeah. Well, they got, you know, a massive point increase. Yeah, through internal playtesting. Of course. <laughs> but five. Five. Okay. Predator. Treacherous. Good job. Tenth and Swiss. Eleventh and Swiss. Something Hernandez, man. I'm, I'm terrible at pronouncing names. Vigelio, I assume. CZ, Tally, Greer. Okay, he took the best A-Wing pilots. Then he had a Sefton because he's the f- I-5. Yep. Do you think he used the ability once in the tournament? I don't think anyone realizes or remembers he has an ability, so probably not. Is it like boost, pass, and evade or something? Yep. Um, they all have optics. Um, the four, uh, the three fives have rockets. They're all heroic. He said, I don't care about your point increase. I'm still going to fly them. Did really well. I mean, they're good. Four A's. A lot of time on target. A lot of spike damage with the Prockets. Didn't decide to put the Procket on Greer, which is interesting to me. Instead, took the six-point bid. But there was actually a lot of deep bids in this tournament, so it probably paid off for him. Next one, Luke Wilkie. Absolutely love it. Five HMPs. Uh, It's just brilliant. I love I love HMPs, all with repulsor lifts. Obviously, a couple of ion missiles, and one of them with the. Um, I thought this was an interesting upgrade. It's the the uh, tactical relay with you can spend a calculate to add an evade result on you and keep those HMPs around a lot longer because they all have mods with the target lock right because one of them has dark lo- uh, dark one pro droids. So you all have offensive mods, so you might not need the calculate, but you can spend the calculate for a um, an evade unless they take a strain. So you can either live longer or 
provide more offense. I think that's a really cool upgrade with these eight uh, with these HMPs. If you can't afford any of the other tactical relays, I like that a lot. Also, I love HMPs because they're the best. <laughs> I yeah, I, I love those ships too. Yeah, Catherine Sturgis, Shock T. Here's the other one: the Shock T with four four Ys again. Completely different list. Shock T. This is not the first instance of this either. Marksmanship auto blasters, R seven AZ, the one that turns into crits. Yeah, like nasty, nasty Ada build in general. Right, and then you have the four Y wings, all with ion turrets and thermal detonators, which is more of a traditional build for the Y wings you'd expect. But, you know, she was also fifteenth instead of fourth in Swiss. Probably could have brought those advanced proton torpedoes, I guess. Yeah, just delete ships off the board. But that's a scary control list. Shakti holds mm. on to a couple focuses. You have double modded ion turrets. You have thermal detonators for people getting behind you. A lot of arcs, a lot of coverage. So on Thursday, we played in person. And our good friend Matt here brought 24 thermal deaths. <laughs> I sure did. And let me tell you, those are scary. It was, he had six V wings with thermal detonators. I had five V wings and R2D2. That's what it was. They all had thermals. One round, I took four of those <laughs> the same round. Oh, oof. Okay, the next one. Um, 16th in Swiss, just making it. Katsu, Sonny, love Sonny. Uh, a generic cartel, cool. Zuvio. And my boy, Genesis Red. Ugh. Also with advanced proton torpedoes, which is a thing now, I guess. I love Why? this. I love this. Hey, you can tractor someone, okay? In the range one is Genesis Red and APTM one less agility. You have yeah. cats, so you can do what you want. And Zuvio. And Genesis should have at least a focus with the target lock shenanigans that he has. I love this list. I don't think it's particularly amazing, but it's definitely something I will play. Hey, this dude. Hey, this dude made top 16 with it. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm sure he's much better at this list than I will ever be. What are the other upgrades? Obviously, Ketsu has Shadowcaster. Is there any Zam yeah. in the list? Yep. It has Zam crew and Fearless. Genesis Red also has Cutthroat, so you can recharge his advanced proton torpedo shot. Mm -hmm. And Zuvio has Proxy Mind, so you can regurgitate it on someone. No Gleb. No Gleb um, does have a two-point bid, though. So you could have added Gleb. You could have added um, Thread Tracers somewhere in the list. Does Sunny good. have anything on there? Nope. Not even a jamming beam. But, you know, that list, list yeah. seems interesting. I don't think it's... I, I like Katsu so much. I think that's an amazing... Katsu piece. Katsu's always been like a solid piece, and you know she I'm keeps going down. She she uh, she's one of those ships where like yeah she I don't I don't want her to become like a scum meta staple, but I kind of feel like she should be a scum meta staple. Super underrated. Yeah, especially with Zam on there with the yep. fearless. Yeah, she's still yeah still solid. What if you had Katsu and Kanan? Keep Katsu alive. Oh, I've already done this. This is great. I'll roll it out eventually. You'll see. <laughs> but I like um, I like the cutthroat advanced proton torpedo combo. I think that's actually pretty slick. Um, I mean, it's one point, and then advanced proton torpedoes are super cheap, right? They're five, so. Genesis Red. Wholesome piece. 
Um, Zuvio, you know, Zuvio's there. Sony's great. I don't know. I don't know what this list was, but it was cool, and I appreciate it. But um, that was top 16, so top 8. This was an interesting piece. Another, It's like a... Unless they're like a separatist salad, but it's a Tom Lawson's list. It's a, an HMP with Kraken, and then a couple Techno Union bombers with plasma torpedoes. One of them is the Dark One droids. And then four vultures, three with struts, because you're a point, point short on this list. So it was kind of, um, you know, you got five crawling things and a droid. But uh, but actually, the weird part is that this HMP doesn't actually have the gyroscopic stabilizer things, so it's not side slipping. It's just it is a Kraken carrier. That's interesting. I mean, also plasma torpedoes are pretty nice um, for Techno Union bombers. Mm-hmm. So much you can uh, allows you to pun- it allows you to punch through a lot more stuff now. And currently, we're seeing a lot of ships with shields. So it's essentially a free damage. And I appreciate it. Um, you know, just a just a cool list and seems a little scary. So. It's not the cheapest Kraken carrier, but it's also sturdy. And it's the same initiative as everyone else. So it allows you uh, flexibility in how you uh, fly the list. So and he made fifth um in Swiss. So you, you know he did something right. Sixth and Swiss. He he beat Octacon in Swiss. Okay, Octacon yeah. sixth. All right. That's fair. Yeah, three tractor seeks, four auto blaster seeks. I can't go wrong with that. Mm-mm. Just Let's fly, see. just fly well, and you will win games. Yep. Don't let people like also doctor. So be very efficient. Yeah. The next one, Tom Traz. Pretty interesting question well not a questionable choice but an interesting choice five discipline strikers and a disciplined baron which i think was you're not goran right is typically what you would do for this but now you just have a baron so you don't have a lot of weird shenanigans with it but the, what did that baron have just disciplined? just disciplined it was a um, was definitely an interesting list i mean it's five strikers right so that's a lot of red dice. And the Baron is cheap enough to put at 29 points. So you get another thing with Discipline. I mean, Discipline's super good. Mm-hmm. I want to do a podcast eventually on the uh, the amazingness that is having actions that aren't on your action bar and still being able to use them. Because I think that'd be an interesting topic. Um, just a quality, strong list. Yeah, Discipline does like, it. it's so cheap for one point. Like it's it's good, yeah. The true boogie part out of the last uh, packs, a eh? having to be disciplined, the only one that actually made cut. <laughs> uh, and the last top eight, uh, Renato. I don't know exactly. I'm not great with names. Um, Vader Center Grand Inquisitor. Hard to go wrong with that, especially if you're a good, imp, you know, ace list player. So, uh, you know, Vader, 
fire control afterburners, predator zoom tier, extreme maneuvers, grand inquisitor, which I thought was kind of interesting. I thought that was interesting too. I know Cody, you have extreme maneuvers on Kylo a lot. So mm-hmm. what do you think? How good is it to have grand inquisitor with the one hard and then extreme maneuvers one hard? One hard, one hard. I think Grand Inquisitor spends his force on offense too much. So it's really not, I don't think it's nearly as good. Yeah. Plus, Kylo can use it in either order, which is really what's more important. Yeah, that's, I mean, I, I understand like why he wants to do that, but just the way I personally like play Grand Inquisitor, I'm using his ability on offense to get range one shots or if. You know, I'm going to hold that force for like a scary range one that he's going to take. And I just I think extreme maneuvers really drains his force quicker than I would like. But if you're not getting shot, I mean, what are you worried about? I guess I mean, you have a 13 point bid, so you're not lacking on points. Yeah, I'm not saying that he used it every round, but I'm saying, hey, if you have the extra points, it might come in handy one of these yeah. times, right? Like if you if you if you're moving last against the whole list, and you know you can do a one hard focus. Yeah, I mean super flexible. Yeah, we talked about it. Like you get to be very non-committal when you have extreme maneuvers as opposed to a regular boost. Yeah, and it's not like people are going after Grand Inquisitor in those lists either, right? They should, I mean, they shouldn't, but sometimes I mean, just you got Vader and Sunter to deal with. Grand Inquisitor is kind of on the back burner, mm-hmm. so he probably could flank pretty well with that one hard. Yep. I think it's pretty cool. I'm not sure if I'd run it in a list that doesn't have a 13-point bid, but it's a quality list. I would I put, like, Prockets or something in Grand Inquisitor? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. Or I, have I, I also Ray. didn't place nine, ninth in this tournament. So. Or have Sienna Ray be your uh, third ship. There was an Imperial 666 list in the tournament. I don't think it did particularly amazing, but it was it was a thing that was in there. I watched a game. I think it was like uh, game five at like two o'clock in the morning on uh, Friday night, Saturday morning. And they it was the Sienna, uh, Suntir, and I think it was Faroff. Hmm. And it was a crazy ending. It was a great ending, but there was a misplay. And he shot Sienna into a boss that had Zam fully charged. Oh, yep. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It was fair off with Palpatine and Hull. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, but it was a misplay because Suntir is right behind Bosk, and you could have just killed Bosk with the Suntir. Yeah, rough. Anyways, top four. Trying to keep this a little short. Jian uh, Long Lim. Don't know. Dangar Asajj Tarani. My girl Tarani gets into top four, baby. He, this is a solid player too, XY. Yes. And uh, man, Dengar with Predator. Balls to the wall. Greedo, Deadman Switch, the title R4P8. Just, just run him into places. I want to say that he was on stream this morning or went, no, not this morning. I'm sorry. Last night during the cut, I think he took out one of the shock T and four Y wingless. He did. Yeah. Heightened perception, Assage, Zam, dead man switch and the title. And then Tarani with clusters, munition fail safe, R5 TK, dead man switch. Yep. Charge up that Zam real quick in the yep. first couple turns. And then if anybody, anybody in that list dies, 
they've they're going off which yeah you know I mean, Dr- Drani you're playing dies. Dangar range one of things right you got Predator you got Greedo you got R5P8 you got a dead man on there you're just gonna do a lot of damage yep. Asajj gets Zam with probably two four so you still get mods on your shots you can also tractor beam people which is real dirty tractor beam people into Trani's bullseye if you're lucky right mm-hmm. I've done that before and then Tarani just outputs a lot of damage for her um, ability. Still think Snap Tarani is better than Cluster, but at least you do get to fill up Zam in this uh, setup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, running in, running Asajj right in there with the ability to take two shots on people is just silly. Um, I love it. Dengar is okay, and Asajj I think is underrated right now. But I just like Durrani being in top four. It makes me so happy. This is the second time that Durrani's made top four, isn't it? I think and so. Like tournament. And that's why I did uh, 13th in Swiss. So to get top four off, that's pretty good. I mean, that, that, that list will bleed MLB. Don't get me wrong. So mm-hmm. next one, Jason Chong. Uh, Django Zam. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Talk next. Yeah. No, well, it's the treacherous version. I should at least put that out there. Okay. Yep. Treacherous version. They both had false transponder codes and thermal detonators. Okay. I'm going to go with second. I like Lucky McCauley. I don't know names, but Shock T and 37Bs. Super cool. Actually, pretty close to hyperspace list. You could do if you really wanted, but it's the marksmanship auto blasters R7A7. Shakti and then just 37B Jedi, and that's never going to be bad until they jack up the points 7B again. I mean, 7Bs are just really efficient X-Wings. Uh, that list is pretty cool. Um, came in second in Swiss and also the entirety of the tournament. Definitely doing something right. Yeah. Only loss was at the final table. Um, I mean, Shakti, we discussed in our first episode, actually. Yeah, she's just one of the best. Like, hold on to evades if you're mm-hmm. jousting people, if you wanted to do that. Hold on to the focus if you wanted a double reposition or a single reposition target lock. Just an amazing support piece. 7B is just a very good, efficient chassis. Hard to go wrong with it. Um, you know, you have to play really well, obviously, to do that well. Don't get me wrong, but that's cool. I mean, um, the Auto Blaster Marksmanship R7A7 is such a pain. Yeah. Matt did that to me inappropriately a couple times and yeah. just ruined my life. So good, especially if you have like a purple talent roll, right? So you can mm-hmm. actually get behind people and still have a mod or reposition to get the bullseye. Auto blaster shot off. You get free two free crits, essentially. I'm old enough to remember though when people were saying that the purple talent roll wasn't going to be good. It's situational. I don't think it's my preferred turnaround for those ships, but I also don't do a lot of turnarounds with those ships because they have hard ones, mm-hmm. and they could boost into the system phase, so you could do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. 
um, quality, quality plays. Yeah. Like I, I flew OB in three Delta sevens in that last team tournament we did. And you know, Ada's Ada's like those Delta sevens are just, you know, we've talked about it before. So if not really spend a whole lot of time talking about it again, the, this, the Delta seven chassis is so good. And then throwing seven B on there just makes them just such tanks and such bruisers. And then if you have an Ada in there for some support to help them out, it just makes them that much better. Yeah, I mean, their time on targets very good when you can one hard, you know, spend a four three role. position, still get other things and not be stressed. Mm-hmm. And have a focus left over from Shakti helping you out as well. Or an evade. Mm-hmm. Or if an evade, you uh, yep. are going into battle. Yep. I think they're going to focus one person. Yep. Do a, do a purple evade the turn before going in. And then Shakti is just like, you know what, fam, you know what, fam, you can hold on to that. And then you go in yeah. with focus evade to the engagement. So good. And last but not least, especially because they won the tournament, also first in Swiss, undefeated Virgil Hayward with <laughs> Scum Han. I'm so happy Scum Han won something that's stupid. I don't understand how it happened. It's great. Scum Han, Fen, Zuvio, and Hunkar Plot. This list is bonkers. I'm so I'm still trying to like picture how bonkers and a five point bid too. Actually, it was kind of the cool thing. Um, Scumhan trick shot Zam four lom large base, you know, so you can get it off once without any repercussions. I guess Greedo cool one point throw a crit in there. You're going to shoot first. False transponder codes Lando's title. No escape craft on the list. Still fine. So you said he's going to shoot first, but I'm assuming against other I6s, he actually passed initiative, meaning the I6s are going to shoot before. That's Han. fine. You have a large base with boost. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. You can boost with Han Solo. I mean, if they do, that's okay. I mean, what other, what I6s in like made the cut other than like Dangar and the soon tier list? Dangar, soon tier, Vader, Django. Yeah. Yeah, that's not a not a terribly threatening lineup. I mean, especially soon tier. If Han's moving after soon tier, soon tier's just sad. Yeah, yeah, but like I think both, both the games that he was on stream, people went for Fen Rao first, and Han was always the the two I mean, games. That's, the that's two fine. Games I caught. Yeah, like they're not they're not shooting at Han, which is understandable because it's Han Solo. I mean, I wonder how many trick shot shots you got off of, because that's what you're trying to do with this list, right? Also, Fenral with Fearless. Zuvio with Gleb for the I-4 coordinate? No bombs? No bombs. No bombs. Just Gleb. You, I would have expected something like maybe if you're going to do that Sarko, because at least you get some sort of passive benefit of having an increased agility if you do the three bank or three straight. No bombs on no bombs on Zuvio, just Gleb. And then Unkar naked, which is a sight to behold. <laughs> I do love Unkar though. Um Unkar is, I think, an underrated scum piece if you're very good at blocking people. Also, you can Uncar- gleb that, right? Yeah, you can gleb the uh barrel roll or something to try to block. Ah gosh. <laughs> Ankara is the only one that can actually track to a large ship. Yep. Just 
hit it with your tractor beam and then have it run into you and tractor beam it away. Yep. <laughs> Love it. Uh, but this, this list one undefeated first and Swiss didn't, didn't bleed MOV did just wrecked face the entire time. I don't know what happened, but I am all aboard it. I would never fly this list personally, but that's that's so fun. It's so silly. I mean, you have a lot of tra- you have two tractoring pieces, so you can actually tractor a large base ship if you wanted to line up one of those um, quad jumpers at the bullseye. If you are dedicated on doing that, um, I mean, just it's probably just the reduced agility, right? You can reduce two agility ships, so Han might actually be able to hit things for once. And also Fen Rao is very scary. And then Han, you freeze people out with four Lom if they even have tokens, so they actually hit things. Mm-hmm. There's actually a fair amount of stress in general for you to get the extra die off the Falcon title. I don't know. I can't like pretend to speculate on this. But I'm giddy about it. It's nice seeing like pieces that aren't considered good do well, like the scum Falcon. Like it, it's just crazy with all the upgrades on the scum Falcon. Like there's only two upgrade slots not filled. It's still cheaper than Fenrao. Oh yeah, sixty four <laughs> points. Yeah. Well, Han Solo is forty eight base, which yeah. is dirt cheap. I think pretty cheap. I mean, also, I want to eventually try out Han Solo with just Glab on there because that's a fifty point I six boosting ship. Mm-hmm. I can coordinate at I six, but this was not that. <laughs> this was nuts. I have to watch the final game. I know Cody, you're like kind of scrubbing through it, and you said it was one shot at a Jedi off rip. <laughs> Not with Fenrau. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah. oh, okay, that's uh, three hits and a crit against a Jedi. Should have held that evade token going into the engagement. Just fall on it. True. Yep. <laughs> Maybe that's why this list works. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it does. I mean, Forlam's a good call against like that rebel socialism, rebel Latani list. Just be like, nah, fam, you're not spending any, you're not spending evade tokens this turn, like even if you get them passed to you. Yeah. Oh, I like that Garvin instance you talked about earlier. I was like, nah, you, you aren't spending your focus. Yep. You know, yeah. that one eyeball blank, it's one eyeball blank. Good yeah. luck. Yeah. So I, I appreciate the Forlam as a, a medical as well. Also, I just what a bonkers list. I love it. Um anything else to say about this tournament? Cause this is this was our tournament, baby. Interesting list. That's just no, none of the boogeymen made it. Just got jank just thoroughly throughout most of this tournament. I love it. But also, I mean there's a lot of interesting pieces that people are coming up with. I'll give them that. So it's cool. I guess for our last topic, we'll do real quick. Uh, I know you guys want to talk about now that everything's opening back up, uh, just the differences between uh, tabletop and playing in real life. 
Yeah, it's a lot less efficient, but it's also a lot more fun because, like, it's no longer just you playing a game. You actually get to interact with people and all that. And I'm happy we get to finally start doing this. Like, we did uh, the three of us did it on Thursday. I know Matt went to a game store on Saturday. Yep. But it's also going to take a lot of time for us to get halfway decent at it again with bumping and going through ships and all that. Yeah, dropping 12 thermal detonators around is a lot easier to do on TTS than it is in real life. <laughs> I prefer real life so much more, um, mostly because my head is moving all, you know, all around trying to see the different angles and seeing if like, oh, is this person going to have me in bullseye? Or I'm not going to hit that proxy mine ever. Or Now you have to walk around to the other side of the table to see if that's my fine. maneuver is going to fit. You know, you can do it in TTS. It just doesn't, it doesn't look right to me in TTS. Um, I, I didn't like apparently lose any of my ability to just do stupid tight maneuvers around things. I shouldn't be stupid tight maneuvers around. I just, uh, I don't know. It's, it's just so much better. It's something about playing face to face with someone else that, not only makes it kind of wholesome, but like just you can see what they're doing. You can see their thought process. Are they taking a really long time on this particular dial? So maybe I should switch on my maneuver because they're going to do something super jank. So never do that. I've learned <laughs> never do that because they're taking forever to do the most basic maneuver 99% of the time. Yep. Yeah. And that's why I switch it back <laughs> after I'm like, no, wait, no. <laughs> this is not what they're going to do. They're not going to do like some sort of weird three bank to dodge all my arcs here. They're going to do like a two straight. And then dodge all your arcs because you were like planning on them to do the correct move. And that's why I stopped with the Hawk. I still have an arc, damn it. <laughs> but no, I just, um, I mean, TTS, obviously everything's, uh, you know, streamlined. It drops everything for you. Like, maneuvering through other ships you have to get that's one thing that i i loved most about tts is that i don't have to like mark a ship and throw a ship right through it because that was a pain i forgot how much of a pain that was yeah then that that i like that a lot about tts as well it's like well i'm just gonna like fly, fly right past you you don't have to like mark stuff or hey can you hold your ship so i can like put my bombs underneath you stuff like that and then one other thing that doesn't get enough uh, credit, the wiggle room. Like, you actually have a little bit of wiggle room, not in TTS, just from the templates not fully fitting in between the nubs. Mm-hmm. I mean, those advantage templates are advantage templates for a reason, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. The real reason you are really good at uh, never hitting obstacles. I got you, Alex. Yeah, I mean, you, you set all the wiggle room you can, just so the, the template just... Or just bump the obstacle a little bit and be like, oh, I think this is where it was at. Oh, I usually just hit my opponent's ships and put them on a bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> that is the thing that I, I mean, I also got new glasses. So that was also super messing with me, but I did like keep knuckle dragging and just knocking ships over. Or just nudging them a little that I have to get used to again. Um, but I think... Like the most important thing, uh, I guess, competitively, if we're going to talk about it, is that you get significantly more turns in TTS than you do in real life. Uh, 
just the simple na- nature of setting everything, maneuvering everything, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I would say, like in TTS, we're probably getting fifteen to sixteen turns on average for average people. Like I probably get like twenty. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but once we get back to real life, you're probably only get seventy five percent of that. You're probably back down to twelve, thirteen turns a game. And do you think that will impact? I mean, we're in a higher ship count meta right now, right? So when we go back to real life, that's going to have a significant more advantage, I think, over other things. I'm a little worried about that. I mean, are people going to fly like significantly higher ship counts as consistently well, as they do? They're not going to do like six and sevens, but they're still going to do fours because the points allow you to have four quality pieces in the list building right now. And there's no reason not to do that. Yeah. I mean, so the one thing is, and it's been brought up multiple times over the place, a lot of people aren't going to have like the six, seven ships to run the six, seven ships. TTS has got everybody spoiled. Like I was pulling up my stuff and I realized, oh, I don't actually own extreme maneuvers. (laughs) That's funny. Um, Yeah, I mean, no one's going to be flying like quad HMPs especially because those are incredibly difficult to find right now. Yeah, I think that whole wave of the lats, brutes, and HMPs are just borderline impossible to find. I yeah. I was lucky that I was able to get two. So jealous. I didn't get any HMPs. I didn't get any lats. And I fly lats all the time. But I just did. I think that people will realize that their lists might not be nearly as good because they aren't killing things fast enough before time happens. And that might be an interesting rude awakening to people. Mm-hmm. Um, it might benefit a lot of people too. You know, you going back to slow playing, bring some strong alpha strike lists, something, yep. I guess Just if you nuke something off the board and run for time, <sighs> dishonor, I mean, I'm all about having my commitment issues and running around anyways, so. Even now you do it in the game. Yeah, now you can do it in the game. But no, I, I think it's going to, like Cody, I don't think you're going to get nearly as many turns um, toilet bowling for an ideal engagement as you would normally. Well, not, nope. every, not everybody sets their uh, maneuvers as quickly as Cody either, so. Hey, one of my games, somebody was setting them before me and it was sort of annoying. Was it me? we didn't play hmm. but yeah I just it, I don't know I'm I'm really excited TTS is weird to me anyway so yeah it's nice to get back to IRL play I'm, I'm significantly better in real life than I am on TTS so I'll take that also I get to do stupid jank shenanigans in real life and see the person's live reactions instead of just over the microphone <laughs> also people will be more polite because they're in real per- real person and not yelling over a microphone screaming about dice you, they're still going to complain about dice yes but they'll be socially shamed and I'm all about that we also get to see more um, reverse maneuvers from E-Wings <laughs> yeah that's, that's yeah, true. You can cheat in real life instead of cheating in TTS. I mean, you can still cheat on TTS, but... The last thing I want to say is that board state is going to be slightly more janky in real life. Because all of a sudden, hey, look, this this does 
fit over here in arc shockingly or like oh shit i knocked your ship down where is he actually at right not even just that like no nothing's gonna be parallel anymore because as you're doing the ships you get weird angles and all this naturally aren't perfect hey i can't tell if this is range one i'm just gonna call it range two yeah yeah i was doing that because i'd have my v-wings in like a four ship formation and like after like the first turn i'm like why are they not like in a straight line right So that will actually um, impact things, I think, a lot more too. Just the the randomness that is humans. Error. Yeah. But uh, I I just can't wait. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. I'll do degenerate dirty things with Ketsu and Kanan. Just you wait. Yeah, and I'm extended as evil. (laughs) Instead of having beers over the computer. With boys, the boys, I get to actually hang out with the boys with beers. Yeah, just bring them to the game store's parking lot and not inside the game store. Exactly. Yes, that's what I've learned. I think that'll be it for the episode, unless you guys really have any more top topics to discuss about real life. <laughs> it's a lot more fun in real life. Yes, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I hope people who are on the fence about coming back play in real life again and remember why they played this game to begin with get your vaccines people thanks for listening everyone if you have any comments or questions you can email us at the best at gmail.com follow us at twitch twitter at mi benchwarmers you got to reddit do whatever you want facebook groups benchwarmers are everywhere so thanks for listening so long have a good one guys have a great day everybody